might keep that in. That's pretty funny. Maybe not. This is like the opening <laughs> credits of like some weird sci-fi movie. It's like a dystopian theme. You're in a warehouse. There's like nondescript boxes of paper strewn about. From the 80s. Judd Nelson's just walking through with unnecessary hair. And then all of a sudden, Dane Cook shows up for some <laughs> fucking reason. Man, I remember when I liked that guy for a week. He had me for a week. Yeah, but the super one-dimensional, right? Uh, the, the only thing with Dane Cook is that he always had the same punchline for every joke, and that was "be louder than necessary." But it's like, for for real though, that public the public bathroom bit that he does, I don't even remember. Goes, Everything's wet. Like that's got me. And when I I could see that clip right now. And, for, yeah, like there was one of his specials that I watched, and I, I always, I just didn't get it. It was like one of those things where everyone loved him, and he took off. And I, I wasn't just being contrarian. Like I just, I, it just wasn't funny to me because it wasn't funny. It was just loud. And um, then I watched his one special, got me one time, and then after that, it was just like, nah, nah, I was right. <laughs> I haven't had a Tim Hortons coffee since the last time I did. There you go. End that sentence, and that's such a good point. One of those... I haven't had a Tim Hortons coffee since the last time I did. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Should I have said it louder? Long time ago. Like, at least a year. So I'm going to give you my honest review. Oh, you know what's going to happen? Lost. You're going to poop yourself inside out in about 45 minutes. For real? Probably. You think? I'm like, going to be running at that time, so... You're going to be running in two different ways. <laughs> no, I'll just be that guy downtown. Oh, you, there's probably 48 of those guys down too. Dude, you know what I saw? Oh my god. There is some there's some heavy duty Brantford happening downtown. Oh my goodness. Why do I sound so let's get rid of some of this. A little bit more buttery. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Um Yeah, so uh I don't know, benchcast doing shit. I have a question. What's that? We haven't explained what it meant yet, but last episode was the 12th day of Christmas. Yeah. So this would be the 11th. Or should last episode be the first day of Christmas and this be the second? Should we count what? down or count up? Oh, I don't know. This is both the 11th and the second day of Christmas. Yeah, sure it is. That's some Rick and Morty shit right there. There we go. That's both. Parallel universes. Yep. All that in a bag of chips. Uh, we are referring to a upcoming hiatus where we are going to put these fucking mics away and recondition ourselves to... I don't know. We're just going to stop recording for a bit. So so there's that. It's kind of like the diamonding of TMP. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> the diamonding. Um, okay, so I guess what we're going to do for the next 12 episodes or so is uh, the first one is like a what's wrong. And like what... what not what's wrong, I guess, but like what's going on, right? For realsies. And I think uh, what we're talking about anyway, if we're on the same page, is like going a little bit more in-depth about maybe some shit that we've identified, like, um, not again, not that's wrong, but just shit we've identified that's like 
uh, areas of interest. Yeah, in unplugging from the matrix, shit that we're like, oh, does anybody else see this kind of stuff? And then maybe figure out what we can do about that. And so. if not, well, then, <laughs> then the sun's going to fucking explode. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> um, so, a uh, couple things. First of all, um, I'm going to take a very big silent inhale. <sighs> I was, I'm just trying to figure out how I want to discuss this. So, I got my uh, letter of rejection from the Canadian Armed Forces. And for. A solid day. Um, I'm not. I don't. Want, I also don't want to embellish, right? So it's not like I was like beside myself and heartbroken or anything like that. I, I told you, like I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. Because I went six months without getting a uh, a, uh, a date for the medical exam. So I kind of figured, eh, maybe they saw something or they don't. Something's not really jiving correctly. They're like that's a stupid fucking haircut. We don't want that in the. We yeah. don't, that doesn't represent uh, sir, us. We have enough bills. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're if you were like Steve, short on Steve's, long on bills. It's just gonna get fucking confusing. Yeah, we don't want 19 people turning around. Um, <laughs> so uh, on the grounds of uh, my having a, a, a documented history with anxiety, I think I was. Um, back do you think that's it, though? I do think that's it. That's what it referenced, and it was the fact that certain it's not the treatment. It referenced that. Yeah. And it was... That um, brings us to where we are for this episode. It was for sure halfway the treatment as well. Yeah. Like, for sure. And the the thing uh, said something, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's certain things that have a high degree of recurrence. And the things that have high degrees or risk of recurrence, we can't have. Right? So, I mean, that said, um, I, I also answered the questionnaire truthfully and honestly yeah so when it said like you know what's going on and what do you do about it i said i've got a documented history of anxiety check my doctor and i had a weed card for it yeah. so i'm pretty sure when they verified that against like the you get like licensed federally right yeah so they checked the database and they were like oh his family doctor gave him this for anxiety no thanks so um i i get i fully recognize um, logically where that comes from. Sure. I get it. Um, I am frustrated. I'm more frustrated than um, broken up about it, I guess, because it's like, what the fuck do I got to do? So, like, how many times have I told you about, like, I'm going to contact Red Cross, St. John Ambulance, fucking this guy, that guy, and the other guy Stop. about... Stop smoking weed, you fucking degenerate. About doing like you know macro level shit and we talked about that too I can't remember if it was on a podcast or not yeah I ended a- up any of our large like overarching conversations about life have been <laughs> yeah. put out on the internet for 14 so people to listen to <laughs> you know and so like it, it, frust- it frustrates me because I'm like what else I gotta do to, to get out there and help on the macro level and then of course the conversation with you led to a conversation with my wife about well maybe it's time to start focusing on the micro yeah. Maybe it's time to go like inside That's pretty my neighborhood. Much like the exclamation point on the end of that sentence. You know, I. Yeah, so here's the thing. So here's where I sit. I didn't read the letter. All I know is what you told me, and then I draw my own conclusions. And then the conclusion I've been led to draw is basically, yes, I can understand if you said that you had like a, a history of anxiety. I could get how that could be an issue, 
although being an IT guy in the military, I mean, you know, was like, I can't have a printer down because Bill's a little stressed out that day Fuck. or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, or, or is it, I mean, cause I mean, either one's silly to me, or is it the treatment that you had a federally licensed medicinal marijuana card and be that what it may or opinion on that, what it may be. It's a federally licensed thing and it's a, uh, we'll call it a drug, but a plant that's being... Oh, for sure it's a drug. Tylenol is a drug, whatever. Call it a drug. Of course. Spade a spade, right? Yes. Yeah, to be fair. And and that's basically all but, I mean, they could change their mind between now and July 1st, but it's basically going to be legalized. So you have this thing that if that's the reason, and there's a 50% chance could be different, but it's either... It's either the illness or the the treatment of it that led to you getting that letter. And here's this thing that's a billion-dollar industry. You know what I mean? Like, there are hedge funds and mutual fund managers and investors themselves and companies in Canada and abroad making billion do- billions of dollars off the medicinal marijuana industry. And... That's acceptable and that's okay. Yeah. How many people in the military's pensions are invested specifically in medical marijuana? Now, it would be different if you, it was kind of like, like in the UFC where you pissed hot for something. And even if it isn't, it's like a hair cream or any of the excuses that they give, but it's just not on the list. They're like, oh, shit, I was using Rogaine and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's the thing is that it, it wasn't like you were smoking pot on the weekends and said, no, I don't do any of that stuff. I'm all good. And then they found it. You said that I have a history of anxiety and the weed helped me out. But didn't you stop doing that? Yeah. Um, for, for the sole basis of being in the... Yeah. So, so that's the thing. It's like <laughs> all, all of what I'm saying goes... I actually let the license expire and said like, I'll, I will I'll effectively go without Yeah. To in order to change over. Now, the other thing is, uh, like what I was saying to my wife is they don't know Bill, right? Yeah, and they yeah. don't know that the way that like my capital A anxiety, I hate saying it like that, but the way it manifests itself in me is worry, mm-hmm. right? And it's not like this. Which is probably par for the course for people of our generation. You know, it's it's not like I have known people, I've seen people who have honest to goodness fucking panic attacks all the time. Mm-hmm. I have experienced that. It's not an all the time thing. No, no. I wrote a letter to my, uh, to my family doctor because... The, um, the first time that he uh, wrote the prescription or whatever, it's like a form that they have to send off to yeah. Health Canada or something like that. Right. And he has to say, uh, yes, no, the legal amount that I'm allowed to have and where I'm allowed to get that from. And it's only from one company. I have to pick a company. Yeah. And the first time I did that, he was fine because I wrote him this letter about... Um, I actually wrote him a letter about I'm honestly not gaming the system. Yeah. Here are the things I've changed in the last 12 months of my life since I've had this prescription. Because I first got a prescription from some fucking Skype doctor. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then... Uh, I'm afraid of the dark. Oh, here you go. Here's an ounce. An ounce a week a week. And I said to him, like, I have, I have reversed my personality. I've lost 100 pounds. I've done all this shit. Like, I'm on the path. And it's not because of of weed. It's, it's beca- alongside of. It's because of, yeah, it's because of a, a new system I've developed. And that's a part of it. Yeah. And so he wrote the script. And then the next day, he had the receptionist call me. Not even him. And the receptionist was like, I just wanted to let you know, 
the doctor's not comfortable with doing that anymore. So <laughs> the next time you do that, you're going to have to do it on your own. And I was like, what's he not comfortable with? Yeah, he's, well, he's already done it. He's not comfortable with prescribing that to you. And I said, specifically, why? Yeah. Will he prescribe Vicodin? Yeah, exactly. Like, so what's the, and you know, there, there is no uh, crazy. You just start to sound like the internet record player, right? You start to sound like Joe Rogan every time he yeah. talks about weed. But it's like, it becomes one of these things where I think the crux of this episode, what we are going to get after talking about here is the baseline silliness that we can see in some of the systems that exist. Mm -hmm. I don't have the answer, but, but I, I know definitively there are people who game the system and then there's people who like actually honest to goodness, it, it helps. Mm -hmm. And then to turn that around and say that, you know, again, uh, if I relate it back to the military's decision, they don't know Bill Dungey, so they don't know uh, my story. And quite frankly, they don't, they don't have to. They don't no, have to give a fuck. It, that's the thing. Yeah, they, they don't they, have to. You know, they just get the paperwork, and yep. they're like, okay. So first of all, 31-year-old male, you're about 10 years senior. What we'd like to see coming through the doors. That's fair. Are we going down the checklist? Bing, bing, bang. Oh, right there. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, and that's the thing too. And, and I, I get it. Yeah, and I wanted to. I wanted to say like my my whole assumption and argument goes out the window if you know it was more the condition than the treatment but at the same time it's just on the topic of silliness uh you can you can i'm not the only one who's going to draw that connection you know what i mean yeah and i imagine it probably was part of it too it's just funny though like what's gotta be i mean that's the thing man where i i I would I hate diagnosing myself with things but yeah like I would I wouldn't say I have anxiety there are certainly sometimes where I've been anxious you experience it but same same as you where I have it I fucking worry about everything yeah. now that's the thing does that mean I have like as you said capital A anxiety I I would say no but it's not my place to say I do or don't um I worry about all kinds of stuff and the one area where I do have like shut the door panic attacks on is flying Mm-hmm. I won a trip to Hawaii, which was a prestigious win, and I got to take my wife to Hawaii, all expenses paid. I found out on Halloween, and I went on January 14th, and I didn't sleep normally from October 31st to about January 26th when I came back yeah. because I was that worried about flying. So I went to see my doctor. And I just said to him, I said, look, I'm real nervous about flying. It's a business flight. I'm going to be on a plane with people who work for the same company as me. They may not know me. Um, I, one, I don't want to embarrass my wife or myself. And I don't want to be, I don't know what it's going to be like when I get up in the airplane. It's been 10 years since I've been in an airplane. And I'm, I'm real nervous about it. I get sweaty palms. Dude, Robbie was flying all over the fucking globe in his vlogs. And my wife and I would sit there and watch his vlogs. And he was, like, going to China or Japan. And uh, he was showing, like, the takeoff. And I reached over and touched my wife's leg. And it was like I had just dipped my hand in water. And my palms were so sweaty. So I went in and said to him, I'm like, look, this is what I got going on. Five minutes out the door with a prescription pad. I went and filled. And he gave me... uh, Shit, I keep saying, but I keep thinking Vicodin because you said Vicodin. What's what's a real strong, not Xanax, but something on that level? Oh, I don't know. Essentially, basically, essentially, or something? Zan- he gave me like a, 
like even my wife went, "Whoa, holy shit, that's a little overboard, right?" And I got yeah. like these mood-altering substances and a lot. Like I got enough for like four per flight, you yeah. know. And I basically took a quarter of one, and because I don't, I didn't want to feel altered, even though that's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to feel altered. Yeah. I just wanted to not sweat through my shirt while they were reading from the menu or whatever the fuck they did. And um, it was that easy to get that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It's just it's so funny the the way that we look at different things, you know, and like that's how we got onto this idea of the tonight's episode just being about silliness. There's an ingrained silliness in all these systems that we have. But to to say that is, you know, you can hear the retort that you'd get back. It's almost like it's heresy to question any of these things. And and I don't I don't do it from like the point of counterculture. I don't do it to be contrarian. I like to think that I'm a. The problem is now is that if you use the word skeptic or logic on the internet, you're basically you're one of those douchebags. Yeah. Even even if you're not, you're one of those douchebags. So I like to think that I'm a pretty logical person. And when when stuff doesn't make sense to me, I can't accept that. Yeah. You know, it, it was kind of like how I got a. Uh, this will be my first volley of silliness your way. I probably talked about this when it happened, but I got a ticket uh, for parking in front of my house, and it was a thirty-dollar ticket. And I I got the ticket for parking in front of my house on March first. My son was born on February twenty-second, and uh, at like eleven at night. So by the time I got home, it was like February twenty-third. First week, you're just up all night. And oh, yeah. not sleeping normal and a revolving door of guests in the house. So on a day, I came home. My wife's car was in the driveway. And one of her friends who came over to see her and bring her little guy was also in our driveway. So um, I parked on the same side of the street that everyone had parked all week long on my side of the street. And didn't think anything of it. I didn't check the date. I didn't look at the sign. I just parked in front of my house. And uh, after her friend left, about two, three hours later, I went to pull the car in the driveway, and there was a ticket. And I'm like, what day is it? Oh, it was March 1st, right? So February ends a couple days early. And um, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, first thing that happens when you get a ticket, you're like, oh, for fuck's sakes, right? And then I look. There's no other cars on the street at all. Again, that doesn't matter. The sign's the sign. I get the ticket. I paid the ticket, right? So I'm not arguing that. Yeah. But the silliness aspect of it is, so is it because, is it for snow plowing? It was March the 1st, and at that point, there was no snow on the ground to be seen. No other cars on the street to block it to be seen. Yesterday, the day before, the day before, the day before, people parking all along that spot, no problems. If I was blocking up traffic or if it was a high traffic area and my street is not then I get it, but it's not. And if it's such a problem that I should be punished monetarily, like a slap on the wrist for blocking the street and parking on that thing, you knew I was home. Just knock on the door, I'll come move my car. No, but you know we're not worried about you actually being on the road. It's just, here's our chance to make $30, right? And every yeah. perpendicular street going down, there's no rules. There's no, no parking signs. So you have an SUV on one side and an SUV on the other. For two straight blocks, it's one car gets down at a time. And in the wintertime, as the snowbanks get bigger and bigger, that area gets closer and closer together. So for two full city blocks, you're mirror to mirror, while five or six other people who got there two seconds after you have to wait. That's okay, but 14 feet from that, right around the corner on my street, I get a ticket. And I just don't, 
I don't understand it. Maybe a bylaw officer or a cop could explain it to me, but because I didn't make because it doesn't make sense to me and it seems so silly, that pissed me off way more than anything else, you know? It's tricky, right? Because I can play devil's advocate to you and as I'm thinking about it, it applies oh. to my situation too. Because I'm like, okay, so the rule's the rule's the rule, the rule, I get it. The, the rule fine. is the rule is it. the rule. And but it's a silly rule. They can't knock on your door because there's too many fucking people in the world. Sure. And totally fine. I don't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's the, the dot, dot, dot of it. But then you, you remove all of that and you're like, yeah, but it's still silly. It's still it's still silly that it's worth punishing you for. Give us your thirty dollars. But at the same time, you came over to my house and we were just going to get like a six pack and sit by the fire while our wives discussed whether or not we're having extra children <laughs> yeah, that's and much because it. that's pretty much the conversation i had when you guys left <laughs> and i was like nah i don't uh, i gotta do a lot of jits so that's not gonna happen um you went to the grocery store and yes. the day before they were selling beer until eight fifty nine at night the day you went they were selling it until six o'clock uh yeah because, 4 because it was a sunday you know but but because for some reason on that day like that's the silliness yeah the, the whole the way that alcohol is treated the the whole beer in the grocery store thing it, it was so weird to me it was almost like it was almost like when you're 18 years old and then you turn 19 and now you can go get drunk yeah and then it's like the world's your oyster and, oh yeah shit i'm gonna go let's just fill the cart up with all kinds of stuff except that was people of all age. oh did you hear dude dude they're selling beer at the sobeys in west brant Dude, they're selling beer in beer stores and LCBOs all over town. Yeah, but this is a grocery store. So, yeah. so fucking what? But then the way they do it is so silly. Like, uh, we were on we were on our way to your house, so we picked up some chips. And Mary Lee's like, why don't you get a couple beers? And I'm like, ah, I don't really want to. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll go get some. And I walk over, and then all the chips, like the these, like those like um, little cardboard standalone things are all yeah. lined up in front of it so you cannot pass. And it's just like... There's little metal tubes of a liquid in there that if you drink enough of, you could get drunk. And I could buy them yesterday. It's Saturday of a long weekend till 8.59, no problem. But on t- Now, if the grocery store was open, because the LCBO is open till 9, and then after 9 they close and you can't buy it anymore because the store is closed. Fully get that, fully understand. I'm with you on that. Now, you're selling beer in the grocery store now, Right. So you, yes, you can go shopping and you can get beer in the grocery store, which whipty fucking do. But then on Sundays, the LCBO, I think the LCBO closes at five. So the grocery store is still open though. So why aren't they allowed to sell yeah. beer after five? And especially on a long weekend, right? Like it, again, the people in the, the people in the lineup, I went there the one time the girl couldn't scan my beer and she had to call her manager and hold the line up for like five minutes while the manager comes over to pick up a sealed can and pass it over the line because she didn't have her smart serve it's like i get it if you're at a bar or a restaurant or somewhere where beer is being consumed is that person legal age is that person um is that person too drunk is that person not handling their liquor well should you give them any more liquor but the thing is is that this is a closed container and you check my ID anyways, right? Yeah. So it's again, it's like if you're gonna do it, why do it so silly? Because I can buy rubbing alcohol, I can buy mouthwash, I can buy mouthwash, yep. I can buy um, <laughs> aftershave, I can buy Angostura bitters without showing ID at any time of the day, 
and they're 40% alcohol by volume. In yeah. the grocery store, with the mix section, 40%. Now, it probably would taste like asshole, but <laughs> if you're that desperate, and then that's the thing too. It's like, okay, well, it's dangerous if blah, 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 but I can buy Drano and oven cleaner and insect spray. You know, I can buy all that stuff in the grocery store, no questions asked. And again, I'm, yeah. I'm real, I'm, I know I'm straying, and I know that you can, there's holes in this argument. But at the same time, though... But boil it down. Tell me it's not silly. Yeah. It reminds me of... Do you remember a while back? I think it was in the last federal election. We were talking about the whole system of, like, um, voting and, uh, like, electing people to lead us. And we were just kind of, like, spitballing um, that like paper voting or whatever like going somewhere to vote for the guy who does the thing might not be the best way to do that anymore mm -hmm. and maybe like you know after that i ended up hearing about uh it was on like the ted radio hour or something like that there's this um town in europe or something it's, i don't know how big it is but anyways they're testing this new system right where you don't vote for anybody and it's like a collective almost like there's a whole group of people that run shit and they say, OK, um, uh, on Bill's block down here on Main Street, um, he got together with a pile of the neighborhood and the neighborhood wants to put a new park in. And the new park is going to cost thirty three thousand dollars. It's going to come out of the collective purse of the community. We need to determine whether or not that's a good thing to do. Right. So then they push this thing out to everybody's cell phones, and you just click yes or no. Mm -hmm. You just go boop, and then it goes and tallies it all up, and then if it's a fucking yes, all right, we're building that shit. Right. If it's a no, whatever. And it's like the same thing that we're talking about here, like spitballing about like um, the oncoming, you know, the craziness. I can't, it, that's what I'm looking forward to. The craziness that's going to come with legalization. Mm -hmm. Like just the craziness from the old people. And not selling beer at the grocery store past 6 o'clock arbitrarily on a Sunday. Oh, that, that's the, you know what I never even considered? How fucking stupid is it going to be for the first 8 to 24 months on once weed becomes legal it's gonna be so stupid the thing is if you're smart you get into the business man do it it's or like, don't do okay. it <laughs> like that the thing is so silly man it's like we we're adults right yeah. we're adults we're a relatively sophisticated society i mean the canadian in me sure. feels like i need to minimize that but i mean but but then why like why do stuff so stupid stupid you know and like there's a reason for it and th there's some of the examples i might give people may not find silly or people might find other things silly that i don't and the question is is the system too big is it too slow is it too cumbersome here's here's my answer right because it's the same thing when you start questioning Okay, is this whole like voting and then asking a guy to do some shit, is that the way we should be doing it? The reason that we do it that way was written how long ago? Yeah. Right? And the reason... With a feather pen. Yeah, the reason that we don't sell beer past 6 o'clock on Sundays was written so long ago. The reason that currently you will get locked in a cage for burning a plant was written a long time ago mm -hmm. 
So I think the problem isn't with the system because the system can adapt. We've seen that, right? Yeah, it just like seems we don't like hang people anymore. It just seems like it's really slow and really inefficient. It's the reasons. The reasons need to be overwritten. But the problem is it's like the old guard, right? Mm-hmm. It's like try to convince try to convince your parents that video games can have meaning and purpose and can have a positive effect on your life. Yeah. And I say that like as a a generic millennial kind of dude, right? Like, yeah, yeah. my folks will be like, okay, I can kind of see that, but they don't really fucking get it. Yeah, it's like, oh, you you stayed inside and played three hours of Rocket League last night? It's like, yeah. And how is your binge watching, binge watching of Orange is the New Black going? But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, It's almost the hypocrisy of, I am almost equating hypocrisy to silliness, because all my examples of silliness are in one example X, but in another example Y, right? Yeah. Like, like that's the thing. It's like, oh, it's a big deal that we're going to sell beer in the grocery stores, but we're going to be really, like, pathetic about it. It's like either either do it, at, and, and like if you're going to celebrate it like it's this great thing, do it and do it well, or don't do it or at all or yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, oh, here's this amazing thing, and you should be excited because it's amazing, but it's going to be really inefficient and really cumbersome and really silly. Well, it's kind of sprinkled with ritual, too, right? Like, there's some silly stuff. Like, let me throw this at you, too, right? There's some silly stuff that is just silly, but that's really positive. Mm -hmm. The Santa Claus parade. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Basically, when I say something silly, it's that I'm moderately bothered by it, and I don't understand it. (laughs) That's That's pretty much my parameter. Oh, this was inconvenient to me on this day, and I don't have an exact logical answer for it. So I'm going to get not really upset about it. I mean, a lot of it's stick. But at the same time, though, like explain to me how any of those things make sense. I got one. I got another one for you. And I know I probably talked about this. I had just a fucking cough that wouldn't go away. Right. And at that time, little man was sleeping with us. Uh, We were co-sleeping with him because he'd get up to eat every (laughs) hour. And my wife didn't want to get out of bed, go to his crib. Because trying to put him back to sleep and set him into the crib Fuck yeah, man. is a fucking nightmare. So, yep. But he'll fall asleep in two seconds next to us in bed. So sure. we were doing that, and I had one of those little tickle coughs that just when you were 96% of the way asleep, you'd go, <coughs> and yeah. then you'd start all over again, and then you wake the dogs up, and your wife up, and the kid up. <laughs> oh, so we were coming back from somewhere. And <laughs> you I'm didn't like, just jump off a bridge? I, like, and I had it for like two <laughs> months, man. I wanted to shoot myself. So, um, so I said, all right. Let's pull. We, it was after one of our baseball games, and I had run out of cough syrup that morning. So it's like, all right, we'll just stop at Metro on the way back. So I walk in Metro. There's nobody in there. Walk over to the section, and all the little things are locked. And it's like, what the fuck? Because how I don't buy that stuff very often, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me think through it. Some of these cough syrups might have things in it that make you drowsy, like nighttime cough syrups and things like that. That's not what I was after. I just wanted like, fucking. I can't Buckley's give me some Buckley's yeah and it was all it was all locked up and it's just like okay let let me try and think through this because there's there's got to be a reason like you were saying right the reasons right so it's like okay is it because there's a I, I don't know if the word is proper but a narcotic effect like a, a drug-like effect with some of these cough syrups so therefore they sell them at certain times sort of like liquor mm-hmm. and then it's like but I mean, you're not drinking. If you're drinking those to get drunk off them or whatever the reason, you can do that at any time of day. So if it's an abuse thing, um, it, the abuse isn't a time-sensitive thing. 
And it's like, oh, what if people are, that might be the type of thing that people would come in and steal, but they'd steal it in the daytime too. You know what I mean? And then, so yeah. I didn't understand that. And then you could get like Hall's candies and stuff, but the cough syrups were all done. So I left with nothing and I was all pissed off. And then I, the next day I just happened to be in Sobeys again and it was noon on a Sunday. And um, I'm like, oh shit, it's, it's daytime now. So all the vampires have gone to bed. So now we can sell cough syrup again. <laughs> so it's like 12.05 on a Sunday. I walk over and all their shit's locked up too. Yeah. But there's a sign on this one and it says these products are only for sale when a registered or licensed or whatever word they use pharmacist is on duty. Hold on a second. You don't need a prescription to buy these items. They're not prescription items. Um, Anytime I've bought these things, I've never had to go through a pharmacist. If I asked a pharmacist to come help me pick a cough syrup, he'd look at me like I was retarded. And again, same thing. Like, so if it's only for sale while their licensed pharmacist is on, is on duty, then why is the pharmacist not involved at all? And again, same thing. It's like the pharmacist probably works Monday to Friday and then maybe on a Saturday. Again, like either if these things can't be sold without a whole bunch of and thens, then don't make them available for public consumption without a prescription then. You know what I mean? If you're going to go that way with it, go all the way with it. Because all I see is that, again, maybe I'm wrong in assuming that it's because of the abuse of the chemicals in them or whatever. It's like if you're locking them up for that reason, I'm a fucking, I'm an adult. And at 4.30 in the afternoon, I can pick up 10 bottles of this cough syrup, walk up to the the self-checkout, scan them all through, Bob's your uncle. But I want to buy one of them at noon on a Sunday, and they're locked up. Behind. It's just so silly. Okay, so I think what I'm catching from you is that I'm a whiny bitch. A slightly maybe libertarian tone, right? That if you, if you want to buy some cough syrup because you have a cough, mm-hmm. you should be able to do so in the same way that if you want to buy some cough syrup to get fucked up, you should be able to do so, even if that's to direct detriment to you. Replace you should. should be with can, depending on what time it is. Because if it were a rule that says you need a prescription for this, like no matter what, no matter when, okay, that's fine. At least you're committed to it. Yeah. But it's this wishy-washy in-between inefficiency. That's almost that's what annoys me. The fact that I couldn't get it, yeah, that's upsetting. I'm not dying. Um, I'll live. I'll just get the halls. But at the same time, though, you know, it's like, why does it matter what time of day I buy this at? If it's for sale in a grocery store while the store is open, yeah. then it should always be for sale while the door while it's open. Because, again, if it's that volatile of a chemical, like 3.5% Bud Light or... Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, okay. <laughs> give me another cough syrup brand other than Robitussin, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there's commercials for both of these liquids on TV at all hours of the day. Yeah. They're available for sale during the daytime. Is it a shoplifting thing? Because I can shoplift it at 4.30 in the afternoon. Is it an abuse thing? I can abuse it at 4.30 in the afternoon. Okay, then let's say it's a harm reduction thing. 4.30 in the afternoon, I can harm the fuck out of myself. So... Um, 
I guess the next question is, if it's harm reduction... To make it prescription only. The trouble I have with it is once you, you start walking down that path of trying to figure out the why, right? Why can't you buy beer after six on a Sunday? Why can't... If it's not... We don't want to look like we're... We don't want to make it look like we are advertising beer or making beer too available. And why is every third commercial a beer commercial? And why was it in every newspaper that Ontario's finally selling beer in grocery stores? Except very inefficiently and sillily. Like, That's a new word. I can see. It's almost like that thing that like it, it riles me up, but I can see or I could understand if it were based in tradition. Yeah. I could. Totally. If it and was, if you were making my argument, I could... Pick holes in the exact yeah. same thing, too. But I guess what, what bothers me about it, and I think you're getting there. Um, you're familiar with, like, the term nanny state, right? Yeah. So that's what bugs the shit out of me, is that, um, Christ, I mean, I can relate it to anything I've ever been involved in. I remember when I was riding a motorcycle. The big argument between all the guys I used to ride with, we'd go down to Daytona, and in Daytona, there's no helmet law. Right. And then you come back up to Ontario, and there's a helmet law. And they used to say, if I'm going a buck 40 down the 403, and I get clipped, what's a helmet going to do? Right. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, the helmet will be more intact at that point, right? Yeah. And so they'd say, so why can't it be my decision to wear a helmet? Why can't it be my decision to not wear a seatbelt? If, if if the seatbelt or the helmet thing made a crash less likely, then I would say, yeah, you should always wear it because of you're course. not the only one affected in a crash. But if a helmet only um, reduces the risk of a fatality in a crash that's already happened, um, I'm okay with helmet laws, which may make me a hypocrite in the eyes of anyone listening. But uh, it's just a wishy-washy thing. But right? it's uh, but I agree, it's a wishy-washy thing because it becomes one of these things. Like eventually, the state steps in front of you and goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Just like I do with my kid when yeah. he's jumping on the couch, and I say, "Like, listen, I'm gonna go in the kitchen and start making supper." So. I mean, you're going to have the opportunity to do this again, but I'm going to tell you, don't do that. Sit on your bum because that you're going to get hurt. Remember the monkey that fell off the bed, you know, and the thing that drives me crazy about that is you extrapolate that to a bunch of shit that I'm involved with. Right. Mm -hmm. And some arguments are easier to make than others. If I want to buy beer at 601 on a Sunday, that's an easier argument to make than... Why can't I wear a holster at the range? Mm-hmm. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's there's way more things at play. But when you whittle it all down, you're getting at the same kind of thing. Yeah. And the trouble is, this is like what I guess I'm I'm currently trying to maneuver through. Right? Is like I've ID'd a bunch of shit wrong, and um, I have to find. It's like the it's the cave of Adula or something like that. Have you ever heard of this guy? No. He's a karate teacher, and um, it's a, a a karate studio for boys, for black boys. And this guy goes to like almost, almost too far to instill a sense of like pride and determination and. Um, some of the traits I would say are missing from modern men or that are really hard to find and even maybe hard to 
hard to forge right. these days. And uh, it bugs the shit out of me because you don't even get the opportunity. Like, because there's so many things in the way. Fuck. Oh, man. It just, it starts, it starts spinning up in my brain now. Like, did I tell you about, like, martial arts tournaments in Ontario are now fucking, you can't compete anymore? No, I didn't know that. Okay, so this is silly. I signed up for a tournament in October. It got canceled. Then they redid it for November. Got canceled. Why? Because... You know how, like, in Las Vegas, if you want to box, there's the Las Vegas Boxing Commission something, something, something? Okay. Like, whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, it's like how in UFC, different states have different commissions. Exactly. Okay. And so, um, in Ontario, there isn't one of those. So, the Ontario government deemed all tournaments, regardless of their size or ambition, to be prize fights, which means... My four-year-old kid, who's currently a white belt in karate, if you wanted to go and do a, a point karate fight, right? Like, you go in, you tag them, that's a point, separate, go in, tag them, that's a point, separate. That's a prize fight. Because I'd bet on that shit. And now it's illegal. And so, like, it, it, it just... Wow. How many fucking things do you have to be, be told, you know, for your protection, mm-hmm. we're going to step in between here and... I don't want you to get hurt, bitch. Maybe I want to get hurt. Maybe but I want to at least choose to do. I get the okay. I get this. Um, you're gonna have a what do they what do they used to call them in the WWF like back alley brawl or uh, Royal Rumble? Uh, it was, Hell in the cell. It was like that. Mankind fell from the. <laughs> it was out. It was. It was kind of like the idea that you were in a back alley and there was weapons and like steel pipes and stuff. I forget. Street match. Something like Something that. Like that yeah. And then, so let's say you were having a, or even you were having a martial arts tournament that had like steel chairs, st- sticks, and canes and chainsaws. <laughs> no, like, you know, but but what, we'll call them weapons. And yeah. then you also had personal protective equipment, um, like heads and like uh, head protection. Fencing. Fencing. And then it turns out because there was no oversight, um, you had a shitty uh, promoter who didn't use the proper safety fencing fencer swords or the um, material wasn't protective enough. Someone got poked through and into the lung and lost their lung or something like that. I get it. You need to make sure because the competitors are assuming that's all been looked after. So I get I get that part sure making sure that all of the parameters and all of the i'll call them weapons but i mean a lot of like the martial arts weapons are very benign but i'll call them weapons um i get that type of oversight is required um but if you're having a karate tournament or a jujitsu tournament even yes there may be some people who are so stupid that they don't know what they're getting themselves into just like there are some people who may take far too much uh, cough syrup or drink too much beer and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. But there's so you're not going to have that tournament. You're not going to sell beer past six o'clock on a Sunday. You're not going to sell cough syrup at night. But there's nothing stopping you from buying the beer during the daytime or the cough syrup in the daytime. There's nothing to stop you from going to jujitsu class Tuesday and Thursday nights like you do. You know what I mean? So if you have a body that has bestowed upon itself or been bestowed upon it the authority to kibosh any tournaments whatsoever, 
I would hope that whoever's been put in place of making those decisions is A, smart enough, B, qualified enough, and X, has the common sense enough to, if they're going to levy that harsh of a decision, that final of a decision, they should know what the fuck they're talking about. Otherwise, you don't get to make that final of a decision. Yeah. All tournaments in, Canada, or in, in Ontario are prize fights. What about the ones that aren't? And if you can't tell the difference, you should not sit on the board of a committee that can make that determination. That's, that's the way I understand it Do anyway. it right or don't do it. Yeah. You know, it just, it, um, I was, I, I ran this idea past you, right? That, uh, I wanted to start something because oh, you're probably not allowed to do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. And end of the story yeah, is, yeah. is basically Mm-mm. once you pay your licensing fee. Okay. That, I was then, just about to and say, and then you're ongoing license. Yeah. And then you're fine. Yeah. You're it's okay. not that I'm not allowed to do it. It's that to be able to do it above board is so it's not only cost prohibitive yeah but just god man like to start anything mm-hmm. you have to it's like i don't know it, because as soon as i start talking about this i'm like to start anything it's like you have to focus all your shit and you got to do all this that and the other thing and make sure it's all completely above board and then there's 15 examples where it isn't but 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 you you also kind of this is hypocritical to say right because you also kind of maybe should have to do that because yeah and the example I gave I stand by that or kids hockey kids hockey yeah you know you need to make sure that the kids um, but that's the thing though it's like is like, someone going and checking every piece of equipment because if they are good they should is someone going and checking to make sure that the ice is safe to be on or that the the boards are safe to be on. That's what that type of stuff should do. They shouldn't say, well, because certain things could happen in hockey, uh, no hockey for anyone anymore. It, it's my kids in karate, right? So I can refer strictly to that. Sure. So we had to sign off on this thing, and we have to pay a certain amount per month. Yep. And I would imagine a portion of that goes toward things for the guy who owns the dojo, like insurance and like licensing. Yep. And, like and all, that all makes perfect sense. All the P's and Q's. Because... I, when I show up there, I don't know how to do karate. No. And the guy who's standing in front of me with the black belt on, everybody knows. The black belt knows how to do karate. So I'm hoping yeah. that when my kid gets on the mats with him, he has enough insight into teaching kids and specifically teaching kids karate that nothing fucks up too harshly. Mm-hmm. You know, And so like those kind of oversights or those kind of things are put in place to kind of weed out you would hope. But then, as soon as I say that, I'm like, okay, so take a look at my day job, right? IT. I can talk till I'm blue in the face about I know IT, I know what I'm doing, your business should hire me X, Y, Z. But go on Kijiji. And everybody and their fucking uncles and IT guys saying yeah. the same thing because there's no red seal, right? There's no, it's like if you want to hire an electrician to put some lights in, you, you can do it one of two ways. You hire the Red Seal guy. He comes in and ideally does the same job that any other Red Seal guy would yes. do. Yeah, because it's the right way. It's the standard. Yeah. Or you hire the guy in Kijiji who says he can do it at half price and he might be a hack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that kind of – that's a really weird thing to contemplate, right? Because yeah. we're sitting here shitting on 
it's weird because it's almost like there's some sort of threshold. Yeah. And then it gets up to, it gets up past, okay, we got to make sure we don't burn houses down with lights, right all the way up to, you know what, we probably shouldn't sell beer after 6 o'clock well, on a Sunday. I, I, that's the thing. I'd like to think that, I mean, part of it's entertainment value, but I'd like to think that most of the um, examples we've given have a footing in the realm, in the arena of logic. You know, like a lot of these things, yeah, there may be a reason for it. And, and I've always said, if like at work, when I come up against a rule that just is asinine, archaic, makes no sense, I say, look, I will not break any rules. I will follow every rule, but I reserve the right. When I ha- run up against a silly rule that's preventing me to, from doing business for my client or that's making me take a six-mile detour when it's right across the fence, it's like, it's like if you were playing in a video game and then you, you're in a game where your guys can't jump. So there's like a six-inch like stone in front of him. And now he can't jump over it. Yeah. So you have to run all the way around. That's actually a good metaphor, the invisible wall, right? Yeah, and it's just like, I, I get it. I can't do this. I'm not allowed to do this. I, res- I respect that. I won't break the rules. But that rule was put in place for X reason, and here's one of its faults. Can we revisit it? And if the answer is no, you silly. You silly, yeah. You silly. Yeah. Because don't, don't, out of one side of your mouth, talk about the efficiency of your process or the validity, the realisticness, the whatever, the how great of a system you have or how great of a, a company you have or how innovative you are when. And yeah, if you're only harping on one example, it's like, well, that's the only thing. I said, yeah, that, that's fair. It, one out of a thousand, that's a great win percentage. But we're talking about that one right now. Can't we look at it? Can't we do something about it? Because how many other people are running up against it and just saying, well, it is just the way it is. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know. That, I, that's one thing that's always confounded me in any job I've ever had is when, I mean, if I'm the idiot who's having problems <laughs> with things, then, then that's my, yeah. you should be able to tell me. It's a funny way to phrase it. <laughs> I, I've said that to managers at like my last couple jobs. It's like, look, if I'm the only one having a problem and I'm always having a problem, Maybe I'm the problem. So yeah. if I'm the one and you, whatever the rule book says, throw it out. If I'm being an idiot, call me an idiot. But I'm going to continuously point out these little inefficiencies I run into because maybe everyone else is too, but they're not saying it, right? I don't like silly stuff that just doesn't compute. Like why they changed that light on West Street by the, <laughs> gas st- the fire station in the cemetery there. That makes me want to shoot myself in the dick every time. And then changed time. it back? Uh, no, there's a new one now. Oh, is there? When's the last time you drove to my house? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Fuck. A couple weeks anyway. Well, add 17 minutes to your drive now. Yeah. So any Brantford people listening to this who drive down West Street, you know what I mean. So you're coming up to West Street. You're coming north or effectively north. You're going to the north part of town. So where, uh, right at Dundas Street there, what used to be a green light both ways and then would go red, and then the Dundas Street traffic got to go, and then it would turn back. Every now and then, yes, you'd have someone who's going to turn left there, and when there's you know, a little bit of backup, they might have to wait 30, 40 seconds before they get to go, but rarely that long. So in their infinite wisdom and with our tax dollars, what they've done is made each direction its own light. South gets a 45-second light. North gets a 45-second light. One half of Dundas gets a light, and then they both get a light. So if you're driving, you turn left on off of uh, 
Sorry, I keep saying West Street. I mean Clarence Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh, you turn off of West Street onto Clarence Street. Um, and then you see that light go yellow. I timed it one time. I was there for like a minute 17. And the problem is, is that you build up a block of traffic with you. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you're going down Clarence Street, which is one of the biggest clusterfucks in town, with 25 other people that are all gridlocked together because they got collected there. And the... the the best part about that sentence is that that's not gridlock. You know what I'm saying? Like if no, if like you no, you know because they, you've driven yeah, but they out become of town a shit, right? Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, but it's like if a quarter of the people in Brantford actually spend some time in Toronto, like oh. no, no, gridlock is staring at a fucking bumper for three hours. Oh yeah, I got one for you. In my neighborhood, uh, I back on a Colburn Street, right? And right now on the uh, the neighborhood association group on Facebook, there's a big argument going on. And I feel really bad for Rick Weaver because that guy is a solid dude. And there's people taking fucking strips off of him because they want a sound barrier installed on the side of Colburn Street. And it's the, the argument is this. It's loud. We need a sound barrier. Go. Uh, and so... I put my hand up and I'm like, of course I don't do this digitally because I wouldn't be so stupid. Yeah, I live yeah. on the same street as them. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, uh, just so we're clear, like I'm paying for that too, right? Yeah. And I don't want that. How about anyone who wants it, funds it? Or how about before you move into a house on the side of a fucking highway? Yeah. You do a little bit of your own due diligence maybe? Like just do a little bit of mental math here. No, dude. It's going to be loud. And then they complain about, and they're like, wow, you know, other communities, this, that, and the other thing. Then move, bro. Yeah. Because, and you see, that's, that's where, like, if it all comes back around, again, that's where that oversight, like the bureaucracy is the gift and the curse at the same time. Totally, yeah. At the same time, right? Or like, for example, Rick Weaver was like, okay, I hear you. You elected me for this area. I hear you. We'll start the process. What we have to do first is prove this using data. So we have to conduct a noise study. Yeah. And they go, not good enough. Put the noise barrier up. Yeah. It's beside Colburn. It's loud. What if, what if you sunburned really easily and you wanted to erect a 70-foot pillar that <laughs> blocked out the sun from your backyard because ugh, I get a little toasty sometimes, but... Because the sun is not always directly up, directly straight in the air, and sometimes it goes up and sometimes it goes down, you need a wider swath. So you want to build a, like a 700-meter circumference platform so that way you don't get inconvenienced no, with too those, much sun. One of those Mr. Burns yeah, arms. Yeah, oh, totally. That yeah. goes across and blocks the sun. Well, I mean, yeah, but bro, I mean, I get, I get, I get a little hot sometimes, you know? Because that's the thing. I, I live uh, near the Gretzky Center, which is right near the 403. And some mornings, I can hear the 403. Yeah, th like, yeah. That's, that's what the 403 sounds like. Yeah. If it's that big of a problem... I mean, if I, I, I don't live directly by the 403, that probably would be pretty loud. And they do have those sound barriers there for that. But Colburn Street is not the 403. Or the football field in North Park. They leave the lights on sometimes, and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and, it's, and it looks like, you know, super bright. 
whoop de fucking do, <laughs> you know? Like, you were over, and I said, there's this one fucking plane. I yeah, almost yeah. know the numbers on the bottom of yeah. the plane. This guy must be getting his pilot's license, because all he does is go... Like, in circles, it's maddening. We should put a suppressor on his engine. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was that big of a fucking deal, I'd move. Well, you should put it's not. Now you're going to have to put a sound barrier up in the sky. No, now I just get my green laser and fucking try and cut his wings off. (laughs) I shouldn't even say something like that. That's terrible. You know, one time... My dad got, this will not surprise you at all. My dad got green lasers off uh, eBay, and they're like legit-ass, out-to-the-universe lightsabers. And uh, he was out front of his house, and he was like, he called me, and he's like, Bill, go outside. I need you to see if you can see these fucking things. Dude, and like, and I don't, so I could see it going. And I could see it like being waved around and shit. And I was like, you have to put that away. Cause like there's legitimately people that get arrested for doing what you're doing right now. He's like, why? I'm like, because you don't know what the fuck you're shooting at. Yeah. All of a sudden, and like the International Space Station plummets <laughs> back to Earth. And he's just like, just fucking zipping it around. It's the coolest thing ever, man. It burns balloons. Jesus. Yeah. Did he buy it before 6 p.m. on a Sunday? I got, actually, I got an Amazon delivery on Saturday the other day, and I felt weird about it. Why? I don't know. I felt, I felt like, I felt like I earned my, like, grizzled old man card when that happened, because it was like, I was like, oh, I got my package on a Saturday, and which is awesome for me, because I got it, like, two days earlier than I was supposed to, but then it's like, not supposed to be delivering things on a Saturday. (laughs) You're mad because you got it on a Saturday. Oh, and those goddamn kids that are skateboarding out. Oh, before you turn that music on, yeah, I have one more silliness thing that this literally makes my blood boil. Go for it. Are you ready? Yep. So I built that pollinator garden. Very yeah. proud of myself. Got butterflies the size of fucking like elephant dicks flying around in my, <laughs> landing on the plants and stuff. And then there's these fucking neighborhood cats that no one stakes claim to that come and shit all over that thing and attack the monarch butterflies that are landing on stuff that attack those giant swallowtail butterflies like i find dead butterflies lying in the middle of the yard i find cat shit everywhere they've dug up the mulch and everything what can i do about there's probably something i haven't done anything yet so fuck off but that's acceptable these killers cats are hunters they're killers go around hunt and kill shit aren't looked after fuck at the top of their lungs in the middle of the street every night when you you know in the summertime oh my god it's like is there a child being disemboweled in the middle of the street no it's just two cats fucking and then their shit carries toxoplasmosis you know they crap in my vegetable garden my dogs eat their shit and for the most part that's acceptable there might be something i can do i at this i'm just in the bitching stage i haven't gone to the fix it stage yet I don't know. I could ask the county. What am I allowed to do? Call the SPCA. But if one of my dumb dogs, my dumb little dogs, wouldn't hurt a fly, they'd probably shit in your yard. That's what they'll do, and they might lick your ankles. If one of my dogs was off its leash for five minutes, it would be in a cage in the back of an SPCA van like this. There's bylaws against not picking up your dog's shit, as there should be. Yeah. But why can your cat just walk around and leave squirrel corpses on my front lawn 
piss on my doorstep and shit in my tomato garden. <laughs> Why is that okay? If I did that, if I took a shit in your garden or left a dead body on your porch or peed all over your welcome mat, I'd probably get in trouble for that. I don't know, man. That's why I hate cats. That's silly. Because. Cats are fucking stupid. I hate cats. Because you're silly. You're silly. You know what I want to do? <laughs> no, I'm not saying this on the air. <laughs> I don't even have to. Someone will make me a Twitter and send me angry messages about it. <laughs> Somehow tie it to your email. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck did I sign up? Why do I have 400,000 messages? Cats are still stupid, though. That's the title of tonight's episode. I don't mind my cat, but he's an asshole. Like, I, your cat. I don't mind your cat. There's certain cats I've met that I don't mind. The cats I, in general. I just don't mind him though. <laughs> like I just don't. It took mind it him took him though. nine years just to earn the. Yeah. I can live with you. Yeah, yeah. He's tolerable. Um, internet, come find us or don't. Um, don't buy cats. Don't buy cats. For sure, don't buy cats. Uh, stop changing the fucking lights in my side of town because it's only affecting me and it's making me very upset about it. Dude, you like cats? Yakuda. Yakuda. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> he like steps right away from the mic. Dude! I gotta get back. I only got through like seven episodes oh, and then fuck, man. I got bogged down with these nine hour Joe Rogan podcasts. That's what I'm gonna dedicate the outro on over the next couple episodes. To the congratulations podcast. You want to make the jump? Make the jump, motherfuckers, because yeah, exactly. that's the one. You've got 10 more episodes of us, and then you need to cover us up with Chris D'Elia's podcast. Or 10-minute podcast. Correct. It's a good one, too. Um, do you still have the BenchCast Facebook thing? Yeah. Send us... We'll do one last listener question episode. That can be our last episode. Number 150. Okay. Before we close the curtains on this bitch. So send message, send the Benchcast thing messages or post on its wall or however Facebook works nowadays. If there's any more listener questions, we'll do one final episode of that. We should address if there's any more listeners. Yeah. Robbie, and, Jesse, and James, uh, Stephen, and I forget your buddy, Jeff. And that's probably it. Owen Curley. My coach listens too. Oh, does he? So he'll, I think so. Maybe like one he, out of five. We've probably scared him off by now. Yeah. <laughs> They thought it was funny. We've whittled it down <laughs> to the singularity. <laughs> All right, you fuckers. Change it. <laughs>